Hello and welcome to A Pinch of Magic with me, Rebecca Renewin. So how are you doing today? I am feeling rather, I guess, excited, but I don't know if this ever happens to you. You'd finish something that's really significant and you're like, yay, this is amazing. And then my body kind of goes, oh, that big thing that had to be done is finished and now I don't know what quite to do with myself. So (laughs) the big thing that I've done today actually inspired this episode today. So um, I'm in the middle of writing another book or rather it's written. I'm now in the editing stage. I don't know if you've ever written a book, (laughs) the editing stage. Actually, this is the first time I've ever really enjoyed the editing stage. So it's had its first round of edits. It's come back to me and now I've done my second round of edits and they've gone back. So it's getting closer and I'm very excited about that. And the I had to be quite careful today, actually, because as I was going through editing, I'm quite often adding a little bit of extra content. For example, the previous part doubled in size. I don't think my editor was quite expecting that because I was supposed to have already shared all the content. We were just supposed to be editing. But, you know, part of the process is like, oh, this piece is missing and maybe we need to take this piece out. But I don't think I needed to double a particular area. But hopefully you'll enjoy that. But the piece I was working on today was rituals. And the book isn't about rituals. I just share two of my favourite rituals in there. And I started writing about why rituals are so important. And I found myself getting carried away again. And I was like, had to keep reminding myself, no, 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 come back, come back. So there's likely to be something else that needs to be written about ritual. But I want you to think about ritual in your life and what part of your life does or where does ritual sit in your life if anywhere because I really yeah I was about to say fundamentally believe and I'm not sure if that's an exaggeration but I don't I don't think it is an exaggeration that we need ritual in our life it's something that's really important to us it's been something that's been really important to us for generations and generations and generations and it's something we're stepping away from And I think partly because most of our experience of ritual, conscious experience of ritual has been through religion and that hasn't always been a very good thing. And I really noticed this when the pandemic first hit and everybody, well, you know, pretty much most people had to stay inside um, and they weren't allowed to like go to their usual places of gathering. And it got me thinking about ritual that I grew up in a small seaside village in Cornwall and it, you know, when I, when I moved there, it was still quite a small fishing village. These days, you know, it's probably most of its money comes from tourism, but back way back when its main industry was fishing and that's how most people earn their living. And fishing is one of the most dangerous occupations there is. I mean, maybe not quite so much off the, uh, the shores of Cornwall, but there is no doubt fishing can be quite wild. And I was thinking about it and it was like, you know, when disaster struck, and we certainly had a disaster a few years ago and still do, but when a disaster struck a, a community in times gone by, people would gather together in ritual. So the community I grew up in, it was like a Christian, predominantly Christian place. It had like lots of Christian church dotted around, you know, maybe a Catholic one, maybe a a Church of England one. But people would gather in the church. They would light a candle. They would say their community prayers. 
they would all come together. And whilst a disaster, maybe the fish, the fishermen were out at sea and the storm had come in and nobody knew, you know, if they were going to make it back to land, they had something they could do. There was a ritual that they could depend upon. They could say their rosary, they could say their prayers, they could gather, they could hold hands, they could, you know, sing their songs, they could petition um, their God. And it would give them something to do, something that was familiar, something that when they did it, it was almost like their whole body goes, I know what to do next. They can't change the weather. They can't make things happen to their will, but they can rest in their rituals. So that's at a community level. And then when people have had like something traumatic happen in their life, maybe a loss, maybe a change they didn't see coming, they could go to their church, they could say their prayers, they could have people pray for them, they could go through their their religious rituals and it would bring comfort and it would bring connection. So in my church, I say my church, (laughs) I don't go to church, but in the church I was brought up in, um, we would say the Lord's Prayer. And you would know that as you were saying the Lord's Prayer, there were probably millions of other people around the world that would understand that prayer. And every time someone said that prayer, it's like you're adding more energy to that to that prayer. So when you need it, you can then receive the energy also from that prayer. You can find that comfort. You can have your belief, have your faith in that prayer being significant. And it's that belief, it's that faith that gives that prayer significance. Or in the Christian religion, you know, like the taking of the communion. Very, I would say that's very witchy, wouldn't you? eating the body of Christ and drinking his blood. But anyway, that's probably for another podcast. Um, (laughs) Don't get me started on the tooth fairy and leaving human bones to pacify the fairies. But anyway, I digress. Um, But we would find comfort in that ritual. And of course, you know, every community, every religion has their you know, something similar. It could be dancing, it could be drumming, it could be chanting, it could it could be walking, you know, people do pilgrimage. All of those things are can be ritualized. And so when we had the pandemic, I think a lot of people missed that aspect of their life. You know, even church communities couldn't gather together like they had done. But even if they were at home, they could still say their prayers. They could still sing those songs and still feel part of a community, even if they weren't gathered. But they had something that they could turn to and rely on. And so I think that's one of the really um, important pieces of ritual is that it can give us that power of belonging. It can give us that, that sense of connection, that sense of power, even when everything around us is going crazy. We can have that something that anchors us. And if you think about an anchor, an anchor doesn't keep everything the same. It destabilizes you and lets you bob up and down. So you can still feel all your feelings, but you feel anchored and rooted knowing that there's safe passage through that particular air quote storm, however that shows up in life. And I think as people have started to step away from religion, they have lost that 
that power of ritual, that importance of ritual to come home to ourselves to find centre. And we have started ritualising other habits without consciously knowing. So that ritualising might be something like scrolling through Facebook. You know, that ritualising might be other habits that no longer serve us, but we don't know why we do them. And it's because they bring us comfort, they bring us peace. However, when we start to think of ritual in this way, we can start to choose how we want to show up in ritual, how we want to find that peace and power within ourselves, how we want to create those rituals that root us into our truth. So let's talk about what a ritual actually is. So often people talk about rituals and ceremonies and they like interchange the words. And it's interesting because we often talk about a wedding ceremony, but actually that's closer to a wedding ritual. And I say that because a ritual is something that has a series of steps that is done in a particular order repeatedly. So a lot of people, when they get married, there is a set series of steps that are repeated in a particular order for each marriage. So that might look like a bride walking down the aisle. It might look like saying particular vows. The vows might be slightly different, but then you would say the vows, and then there'd be a kissing of the bride, and then we now pronounce you husband and wife. Um, so that becomes more like a ritual, whereas a ceremony, ceremony is more of a one-off celebration of something. So a ritual is something that you do repeatedly, like the Lord's Prayer, singing a song, drumming a, a particular rhythm, that we do repeatedly with intention. Okay, so it's different from a habit. A habit is a choice that we no longer make. Okay, so your habit might be cleaning your teeth every day. That's a great habit. You don't have to decide, should I clean my teeth today? I'm not really sure. Do I want to? Will it be beneficial for me? It's a habit because we're like, yeah, I clean my teeth. That's who I am. Yeah, you just clean your teeth and that's it. You have a shower. You know, there's lots of things that we do throughout our day that we no longer have to think about because that makes it easy for us. It's like our brain power to think about things takes a lot of energy. I don't know about you, but (laughs) sometimes it feels like I've made so many decisions and I've had to think about so many things that, I mean, I've had times in my life (laughs) when my partner, he says to me, what do you want for dinner? And I'm like, I can't even think right now. I'm like, I can't even make one more choice. My brain feels like so finished. And yet, (laughs) we need habits so we don't have to make thousands and thousands of choices a day. We can just go, yeah, I'm going to wear clothes today. (laughs) I'm going outside. I'm going to put shoes on. You know, all of these things are just things we just do. You know, that's a decision we no longer make. It's like, I'm going to wear clothes when I go down the high street. I mean, I do live in the UK. It's usually pretty cold. (laughs) I'm going to brush my teeth. I'm going to have a shower. Might remember to brush my hair. That's probably not so much of a habit. I often forget that part. Um, But a habit is just something that you do without thinking about it. Now, it can become a ritual and we can make anything a ritual, even cleaning our teeth and brushing our hair, by bringing a focused intention to it. So it's something that we're going to do frequently. It doesn't have to be every day. It could be every... It could be every day. It could be every week, every month, every season, every year. It can still be a ritual but we're going to show up with intention. And so in my Witch Academy, which is, I've had a membership site 
possibly for five, maybe six years now. And it's gone through different name changes. And we're, we're currently on the Witch Academy. And I think the Witch Academy is here to stay. No, it definitely is. But some people have been with me through all of those changes. And we always do these two rituals for the whole time that we have done whatever the whatever the outer skin of the membership looks like. We've always done these rituals. And one of them is on a Sunday. And it's really interesting, actually, because that practice is called GRACE. And it's GRACE is an acronym. So it's a five-step process that we do every single Sunday. And we get together 8pm on a Sunday and we go through this process. And it's so important to our community now because it's just a time when you're like, oh, we can come together and just reset our energy ready for the week ahead. And when people have maybe missed a week or two weeks for whatever reason, they come back and they're like, oh my goodness, I've forgotten how much I needed this. Or, oh my goodness, that's exactly what I needed. Because we know we're going to come together, always 8pm on a Sunday. And we do this process. And what I think is really interesting is um, if, if you follow any of my work, you know I love to work with acronyms. It's like they're given to me. I have so many acronyms. I'm like, oh, there's an acronym. There it is. I'm like, oh, there's a process. And then I'm given the acronym and then I find out what the process is. And it, it's it's a bit of a standing joke in my community. Anyway, I was given the acronym GRACE. I, you know, we had this process and I was like writing it down. I was like, oh, there's five steps here. I was like, oh, what's that? I'm like, there's bound to be an acronym here. There, there was always an acronym. And I was given that acronym GRACE. And as soon as I had it, it went, oh, no, I can't have that. That's too religious. You know, straight away, my judgment went to, oh, no, grace is religious. <laughs> and yet, it for me, it's when I like looked up the word grace, I was like, oh, my goodness, that's exactly what this process gives people, that moment of grace, that moment to take a pause. And it was interesting that I was so resistant because, oh, it's a religious word, because actually... It's almost like air quotes replacing those old rituals that people would have had through religion, through their church services. And it only takes, well, if you did it by yourself, <laughs> you could probably do it in about five or six minutes. But when we come together in the community, it takes us like 15, 20 minutes and we share our experiences. And it's just a really lovely process. And that grace process gives us a moment just to stop, to end the week, to recognise everything that we've done and achieved throughout the week, to reset our energy, to call back our energy, ready for a fresh start for the for the week ahead, which is why it's held on a Sunday. And it's Sunday and, you know, uh, the Christian religion very much gathers on a Sunday. And so I had all this like, oh, my goodness, all this Christian energy coming at me. And I'm like, no, I I, you know, I didn't want any of that kind of dogma energy. And... But it's actually worked out, of course, beautifully because, oh, it's like, oh, yes, we have to. We don't have to, of course, but, you know, it's really important to reclaim that ritual energy. So when we all gather, no matter what's going on throughout the week, no matter if we've had a really awful week, we can go, oh, it's okay. We're gathering on Sunday. We're going to do this practice. Um, but of course, you don't have to gather in community, but there is something special about gathering in community because, like I said, it's a shared experience. Everybody can add to that experience. And even if someone didn't turn up live, they could catch the recording or they could do it by themselves. And they know that every week for probably like four or five years, we've been adding to that grace energy. And so that every time that they go through that process, that adding to the energy and being supported by all of us going through those five steps together, 
every single week, repeatedly, 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 the same way that people find comfort in saying the prayer or going, oh, yes, I'm going to this women's circle or, you know, this sacred circle, moon circle, church program, crafting experience, whatever it is. It's like we're doing it in ritual. We're doing it with intention. And that's where the ritual comes. So what in your life or rather where in your life could you create more ritual? And, you know, over the months, I've shared loads of ways that you could, you know, cleanse your energy or um, be more intentional with the things that you do. So it's like you could even turn your morning shower into a ritual. You could have that idea of like, oh, I'm going to have my shower and I'm ritually cleansing my body. So I'm going to show up in the shower and do it with intention. Or if you're like, I don't want to do that every day, Rebecca, that feels a bit much. But what you could do is on a Friday, you could make it a really beautiful self-love, self-care routine. Now, of course, you could do that on any day, but I'm saying Friday because then you can tap into that energy of Freya, of Venus, of like the beauty of the goddess because she rules Friday. And you're like, oh, actually, yeah, on the end of the week, that would be a really lovely thing to do. Or you could do it like at the end of the week and have a Friday bath where you have the candles, your favourite music. You can like put your favourite bubbles in the bath, maybe like have your favourite drink in the bath um, and really make that your ritual to end the week if you work like a Monday to Friday job and you can be like oh yeah I'm just gonna look forward to like my Friday bath where you're just gonna like indulge in all of the good good things and when you pull the plug you're gonna allow all of the water to go down the plug hole um, and taking away any of that negative energy you're gonna get out the bath you're gonna wrap yourself up in your fluffiest towel that's been on the radiator can you see the things I like right now <laughs> so it's lovely and warm and fluffy And then you could put on your favourite body lotions or creams or oils and just really indulge yourself, your senses to make yourself feel like restored and nourished and nurtured. And when you do that with intention, rather than just going, oh, I'm just going to have a bath, you know, just have a bath if that's what feels good. But when you bring some intention to it, like I'm going to have this just to restore myself to really like step into that energy of pleasure and indulgence and to clear my energy from the week, it changes the whole experience because now you've ritualized that experience. And so that ritual could look like lighting your candles, getting your drink, you know, filling up the bath, adding your favorite things, releasing down the plug hole all of the things that no longer serve you as you imagine that with the water drying yourself and as you're like adding cream to your body just saying words of affirmation and of love and of kindness to your body there we have a ritual and you can do that to anything at all you know whether it's brushing your teeth and just imagining that you are removing all of the any bad words that you have said to yourself any negativity that you have spoken to yourself or to others you're just removing that and then replacing them with fresh, clean words of, um, you know, that of truth. So like if you use peppermint toothpaste, that that truth is like um, calling in. Peppermint can like speed things up, or it can like clear the path, so that you're speaking words that clear the path and get you closer to your intentions. It doesn't matter what it is, as long as it has meaning to you, and then. For example, if you've had a bad day or you're having a bit of a bad week, you're like, oh, it's okay. I've got my bath on Friday. 
If you've had, um, you know, particularly <laughs> troublesome, quarrelsome week, you can be like, oh, it's okay. When I clean my teeth tonight, I know my energy is going to reset. Or you could go, you can get home from work and instead of, I don't know, maybe you clean your teeth before you go to bed, you can just get home and clean your teeth straight away. And you're like, oh, I feel better already. And it's just encouraging your body to step into that energy. Um, it's kind of like almost like a Pavlovian dog experience. You know, when they did that that experiment and every time they like rung the bells, the dog started uh, salivating because they knew it was dinner time. And it's like, for me, whenever I start burning rosemary, my whole energy goes, oh, because it knows the rosemary is there to clear my energy. And so even just smelling rosemary now gives my body that, oh, it's okay energy because I know what comes next. The same way that you might find that if you always use the same bubble bath, bath oils, uh, body lotions, as soon as you smell that, you might just start feeling like calm inside and warm and fuzzy and really loving towards yourself or whatever your own ritual could be. It could be going for a run each day, the way that you tie your shoelaces. It could be the colour socks that you put on to go for a run. It's like it doesn't really matter. All that matters is that it brings meaning to you, that it has meaning to you. And it's a practice that you can repeat. Now, if it is something like we say we do a grace, it's a five step process that we do. That That is a very clear process that has great meaning for us as a group. If it was just cleaning your teeth, you might think, oh yeah, that's just quite nice. Yeah. So it doesn't have to be complex, but when there is like more than like one or two processes, uh, sorry, one or two steps in it, it gives it greater meaning because you are more involved, invested, committed to the process. Okay. So how does that resonate to you? If <laughs> perhaps you were like me and it's like, oh, Rebecca, the idea of ritual just brings back memories of like oppressive, religious, you have to do this. There is only one way to do it and you have to say it this way and it has to be done like this and this is the truth. That is not what we're talking about here. Okay, we're talking about something that is nourishing for you, nourishing for your soul, nourishing for your body, nourishing for your mind, something that you can relax into and go, I'm held, I'm supported. So what would that look like for you? Now, I'm pretty sure I know I have done actually. In our previous episodes, I've shared the grace process. Um, I think it was like the seven days of magic, probably on day seven. Um, I will have to check that I have shared that grace process. So you can absolutely share in and join us in that grace process so that you can know that when you go through that grace process you are joined by a whole community of people that have been doing that process for four or five years and you're tapping into that energy so you can also be held by that energy so that you can even start doing it at um sunday at eight o'clock and knowing that we are already gathering i mean obviously you can join the witch academy and you can join us or if you're like, yeah, that doesn't quite feel right for me. It's like, just know that, oh, eight o'clock UK time, Sunday, every, it is every Sunday. Um, <laughs> like for years and years and years, we've done this. Um, sometimes I've had to move it to 7.30 if we've got a new moon or a, um, a I was about to say a white moon, <laughs> a new moon or a full moon. Um, we have our, we gather in our virtual red tent at eight o'clock. So sometimes it's at 7.30. Um, but pretty much 95% of the time it's at eight o'clock. So you can just join us. Um, like 
you can just join that idea that there's a group of people gathering at eight o'clock UK time um, to reset their energy, to take a breath, to take a pause, to recognise who they are, so to come back to their own centre, to release all of the energy of the week that no longer serves us so you can reconnect to your own magic. So I would love to know how you feel about ritual and what rituals do you have in your life? Have you... You might do something, you're like, oh my gosh, I do something like that, but I had never called it a ritual. Perhaps you miss that idea of ritual in your life. Perhaps you grew up with it and it was, wasn't the right fit for you. So you stepped away from it. That's what I did. I was like, oh, that doesn't work for me. And so I kind of like threw the baby out with the bathwater. I didn't look at what worked. I didn't realise why that was important. It's only now as I look back and think, oh, this is why it's important. And like I say, it really came to the forefront of my mind when um, we went into lockdown. And I was like, oh, this is what's important. Everyone feels lost at sea because they haven't got that place of anchor. Now, of course, we can get it from other places. But ritual is just a really quick way to bring ourselves back to centre. So I would love to hear your experiences of ritual. I'd love to hear whether this has resonated with you. Do come over into our community if you go into the show notes, click community, you can join our community. It's completely free, obviously. And every episode I share within the community and there's like people comment under there, let me know what was working for them, share their experiences. And if there's any other topics you'd love me to talk about, do let me know. But do explore this idea of creating more ritual in your life because it just gives you that moment to stop, to pause, to slow down to connect with yourself, to come back to centre. So no, no matter what is going on around you, you can find that that anchor energy within you to feel yourself rooted to your own truth. So that from that moment, from that space, you can leave it feeling changed, connected, calmer. You can then make better decisions, which then has that, that huge um, like knock-on effect in your life. Sometimes it's just taking that moment of sacred pause to take that breath, to inhale and go, oh, what next? Rather than fleeting, 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 fleeting as the world gets busier and busier and busier and we feel more overwhelmed and overwhelmed and overwhelmed. Sometimes just dropping anchor for a moment allows you to get your compass back in the direction and go, oh, hang on a minute. Regardless of what all those people are saying or those people over there want me to do, this is the direction of travel. And then off you go again. And then when you feel a bit like overwhelmed again, drop anchor, realign yourself, navigate with your own, um, like north, your own, your own soul energy. I heard someone call it Satnav for the soul. And I, I really liked that. It's a book I read years ago called Satnav for the soul. You set your own Satnav, you're like, oh yeah, back on track now. And off you go again. Okay, so that's what we're doing. We're just like dropping anchor to give ourselves a moment to catch our breath, to step into that deeper energy of connection, to just go, oh, knowing that you're not alone. Okay, so thank you for joining me. I look forward to hearing your comments and your suggestions. Come and share your rituals. I'm sure we can all inspire each other. And I will speak to you again very soon. Bye.